Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning that Pei in Masachas Nadarim. Hi, Zalmi. Hi. You could say hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. Okay, a little bit different than usual, uh, a little bit later. I did want to go over something that we learned in Pei Gimel and Beis. So we'll start from the mission of Pei Gimel and Beis. I think I have a better way of explaining it. We'll put it that way. So let's start from the mission. It says, Konem she'ani labrios. Who's saying this? The wife. So a woman who's married makes a neder that she's not going to have anything from anybody. She's misindependent, or Mrs. Independent, as it were. She's very independent. She doesn't want to have anything from everybody. Says the Mishnah, Her husband cannot be made for that neder. Of course, as we've already discussed numerous times, the husband, or we better know this because we're almost at the end of Masechus Nadarim, the husband can be made for the Nadarim of his wife, but he can only be made for the Nadarim of his wife that are either Inu Nefesh or Beinola Beina. Uh, we're going to learn a shocking difference between those two today. So again, when a woman makes a nether, a married woman makes a nether that is neither here nor there. She says, I'm never going to use an iPhone. So that's a nether that doesn't affect their marriage. It's not really an inu she can use some. She can use a smartphone. And she has the authority to do that. The husband does not have the authority to be Mayfair that nether. As opposed to, and this is how the Raman Paskins, it's a little bit of a machlokas, but this is how... Uh, the Rambam Paskins, as opposed to a father who has full authority, uh, a father has full authority over his daughter, right? His um, complaint, so to speak, about, or his authority over his daughter can be more global, where when a daughter makes a nether, it doesn't really matter the nature of the nether. The father has the authority to say, You're, knock, knock that off. I'm, I'm knocking that off. We, I don't want you to make that nether, even if it was not something that was relevant to her, or he's not protecting her from herself. Just as her father, he has that authority. As opposed to husband, he only has the authority if it has some impact on her, which would end up impacting him, or something to have to do with them. Like, certainly if she said she's no der enough from him, that would impact them directly. And so we've been spending some time in the Mishnahis and the Gemara uh, identifying what is considered, right, what's considered inui nefesh. So this, konem shani labrios, is an inui nefesh thing, right? Because she can't have any hanav from anybody. So the question is, why can't he be made for her? So that's, so that's a good question. So one possibility might be, it's a fascinating thing. She says she can't have any hanaf from anybody. Does that include him or does not, not include him, right? Does she mean that she doesn't want to have anything? It's almost like, is this the ultimate expression of love and dependence on him? Saying, I don't want anything from anybody else. Anything that I ever would want would only be from you. Well, if that's the case, maybe that's why he can't be made for the nether, because he has enough in order to support her. But if what she's saying is, I don't want anything from anybody, including you, I'm completely independent of everyone, so then the question is, why couldn't he be made for? Isn't that inu nefesh? So the Mishnah says and continues, She can still have enough from leket shechopeah. Now, we know that leket shechopeah, you know, in the agricultural society, the person who uh, owned a field, right? These are halachas in the Torah, where they say leket is as, they're, as you're harvesting and you're picking it up, you, those droppings, the shikha is what you, so to speak, forgot behind, and the peah is something that you, right ahead of time, uh, corner, just like the peos on our, right, on our head, the corner of the field that you leave, and all of these are left for aniyim, okay? Now, now when aniyim go and get that, the Ron explains a lumdus over here, that when the Aniyam pick up like a Chikhopea, wouldn't that also be Hana from the Brios? So the, the Ran explains that's not Hana 
from the Brios, because that is not really Nesina, right? They're not giving it. Um, that, in essence, is something that would belong, so to speak, to the Aniyim, and because it's Hefker and it's not really giving it, those things are not considered yours, right? Uh, homiletically, one might say that Tzedakah, for example, Tzedakah comes from the root of the word Tzedek, which is just. And what, was, what does Tzedakah have to do with justice? Isn't Tzedakah Lifnimeshur Tzedin, like above justice, more above the letter of the law, beyond the letter of the law? The answer is, well, not necessarily. One could argue that tzedakah is what is right. In other words, if a person, let's say, gives meiser to tzedakah, we're not talking about actual meiser, which we'll discuss soon, but somebody is giving meiser to tzedakah, so that one might argue, so to speak, this is more homiletically, I don't know if this is true halachically, but that would be almost as if that doesn't belong to you. That, can, that could be the attitude, right? Because Hashem gives that to you in order to give it away, and therefore it is only just to give it away. But halachically, if one gives tzedakah, that would still be considered nesina. But like a tshikopeah, that's not even nesina. That's considered, right, that belongs to, that's hefker, and that belongs to the anim, and therefore, when she takes it, she's not really getting hana'a. There's an aspect also of tovah's hana'a, which we'll get into a little bit more, but that is hana'a, which we'll explain, that she doesn't get. Now, the Gemara is going to have a three-year machlokas about how the first and the second part of this relate to each other. In other words, she says she can't have hana, and the husband can't be mayfair. How does that relate to the fact that she can't get sh- like a chikhafea? Is the reason why he can't be mayfair because of the fact that she can support herself through like a chikhafea, or uh, is the reason that she that he can't the husband can't be mayfair the netters because of the fact there's no inu nefesh because he's supporting her? And this concept of like a chikhafea. Is just an additional thing that she can do, separate to that. So we will, like an additional source of income that she can have in the event, now mind you, she can only have that source of income in the event that her husband is poor. Meaning, you can't just be an upper middle class person and go pick that up. That is specifically for the Aniyam. So, so clearly, if she's, that would only apply if she's poor. Or if she was from her husband, so maybe then she's considered poor and then she can get like a shikhafeah. So we'll discuss in the Gemara how those two clauses, right, in the Mishnah uh, relate to each other. Now a new Indian that we're going to discuss, Kohanim Levim Nehenim Li. Konim Kohanim Levim Nehenim Li. Right, so this is already not a wife. This is any regular average person says, I'm going to have no Kohanim Levim can have benefit from me. Well, that certainly would affect Trumas and Meisers, would it not? Because Trumas and Meisers, as we know, it are things, right, you take off truma, person has produce, they take off, uh, right, a 50th or mashahu, but recommended, let's say, a 50th uh, to the kohen, that's truma, and then after that, a 10th for the levi, that's meiser, right, that's meiser rishon, and then on the third and sixth year, you take off meiser ani, or on the uh, first, second, fourth, and fifth year, you take off meiser sheni, and then the Levium, when they get their Meiser, they take off Trumas Meiser and give to the Kohanim. So all of these things, you're saying, the Kohanim and Levium can't benefit from me. So Yitlo al-Karcho, says the Mishnah, the Kohen and the Levi could take off the Truma Meiser against his will. That's amazing. Wait a minute. Aren't they benefiting from him? The answer is, this is already in the uh, Tosfos, that once they take it from him, again, as it's not so different from what we mentioned before, with Aniyim, here, I mean, it is a little bit different, but the point is that, again, it's considered as if the Kohanim and Levim own it. When the Kohanim and Levim sees 
right, this Meiser and Truma, it's, he's no longer the Baal of it. So, right, the uh, anatomy of uh, Nesina, as it were, of getting Hana means you have an owner. The owner hands it to somebody else, and then that recipient gets Hana. Well, here, when the Kohanim and Levim take the Truma and Meiser, there's no owner anymore. And so that sort of like chain is broken. And once there's no owner, you can't say that they're getting Hana directly from the owner because, again, it belongs to the Kohanim Levim. And therefore, it is something that they are rightfully taking, even though they're seizing it and they're supposed to be handed it, they're taking it rightfully, and therefore, it's not considered a violation of the Kohanim Hana, and the Kohanim Levim can take that and enjoy it, gazunta hey. However, paradoxically, the Mishnah continues to say, Kohanim Elu Levim Elu Nanimli, and for, one, for some reason, which we'll discuss in the Gemara, when he specifies specific Kohanim and Levim in town that can't get from him Yitl then somehow those Kohanim and Levim can't take. Even, even if they took, they shouldn't be able to take it. In other words, for some reason the, that the Gemara will discuss, even though typically any Kohanim and Levi could seize it if he doesn't specify, if he specifies who cannot seize it, so then at, some, at that point, those people can't take it from him, which is a Chiddush. As we will see. So now we go to the Gemara. It says, Alma Efshad Mitzanami Delay. So now we're going to talk about that first contradiction that we talked about. From the, the, we said that the woman, a wife, that makes a nether, that she's going to be independent, the husband can't be made for that. And so the first reasonable assumption that we're assuming based on that is that the husband supporting her, and that's why he can't be made for the nether. Again, remember, if it was a real inner nefesh to her, the husband would be able to be made for the nether. Why can't he be made for the nether? It must be it's not a real inner nefesh to her. So Gemara is deducing, why is it not a real inner nefesh to her? Because she was never really being supported by anyone but her husband anyway. As the Gemara continues to say, In other words, it must be that the reason why the Baal can't be made for the nether is because she's supported just fine. This is not an Inu Nefesh. And if that's the case, it must mean that when she says she's not going to get Parnassus from anybody else, Brios, the Baal, is not included in that. And she doesn't mean her husband. She means everyone else other than her husband. She is claiming her love, Zalmi, for her husband. And she's saying, I only want anything that I could ever want. Uh, and or need will always only come from him, and he's saying that's right, baby, and therefore he doesn't. He's not going to be made for that nether. If even if he wanted to, he couldn't because after all, he is supporting her, and she's fine. There's no inu nefesh involved. However, now the gemara is going to highlight what the contrast is. Ema seifa, but then the mission continues to say She's speaking of lekachikapel. Well, we have a sort of conundrum here. How is she getting lekachikapel? Assuming it's the same woman. Lekachikapel only applies to women who are poor. Well, if her husband's supporting her, why is she poor? Why is she eligible for Lekachikapel? That seems to mean that she can't be supported by her husband. Huh. Right? As the Gemara assumes. The Gemara says, But she's not, obviously, being supported from her husband. That's Alma Baal Bichlal Briasu. That seems to right, suggest that the Baal is included in her neder. So... The round does get into this issue of, well, we already said, it's amazing that uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit deeper than we need to go, but the fact of the matter is we had already said that if a woman swore off 
let's say she only ever shops and she really would only ever eat from Seven Mile Market here in Baltimore. And then she swears off Baltimore. So we said that would be an Inu and effort. The husband could be made for that. So the round gets into how that would apply to here. Also the concept of commerce. Commerce, everything goes through everyone else. Even if the Baal is supporting her, he's getting it from someone else. So how is, right, whatever he gets at work, right? He's getting paid by other people. He's getting payers maybe from other people. So is that not a form of anah? And then gets into the lumbus of, she's not talking about the chefza. She's not talking about the Paris per se. She's simply talking about she's getting it from the Baal and she's kind of indicated who she's willing to take from. And she's not really referring to the actual, so to speak, the chefetz of the Paris themselves. So now the Gemara says, so now we have a, 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 a contradiction in the Mishnah that we have to address, right? We have the issue of how is it that she is, that the, that the, she is being supported by Leket Shechapea and by the same time, is the husband included or is he not included in her in, in original right, um, determination in her in, in original nether to not be supported by anyone? And how does that play into the Lekha So let's, without further ado, go through three shitos. First shita, Amar Ula. In other words, when she says that I'm not, I'm not going to be supported by anyone, she is, uh, as I'm going to say colloquially, she is professing her love, so to speak, her exclusive love for her husband. He, of course, when she says everyone, she doesn't mean him. He's, right, Ishtokagufo. He's going to support her. She's just saying, I don't need anything from anyone else. So wait a minute. So what's this like a Chekhopea? So Umo says, Ula says, As Duran explains, if he's an Ani, then she has a backup plan. <laughs> That's the point. That in addition to the fact that he's going to support her, the Mishnah is teaching us that in the event that her husband is, a, is an Ani, so then he still wouldn't be able to be Mayfair. Because still, if she's an Ani, me Manafshach, right? If he's wealthy, then she'll just take from him. If he's an Ani, then she'll take like a Chekhopea. Either way, she's covered. She doesn't need anyone but him. Beautiful, that's Ula. Rava Amar Olam Baal Michlal Now, that when she says that she's not doesn't think anyone. She's she's declaring full independence even from her husband. Matam ka'amar, and the Mishnah saying matam ka'amar. In other words, matam ein yochal hafer. What's the reason that the Baal can't be mefer if there's no source of support for her? Because she could be nana from lekat shechalpea. In other words, it's this. The, when she made the nether not to be supported by her husband, she de facto, I don't know if that's the right word, became a an ani, basically, right? Because she has no source of support whatsoever. And then because of the fact that she can be nether, like a chikopea, that's why he can't be made for, because that's not inui nefesh. Now, uh, Birnbaum wasn't buying this, because he said he thinks that having to collect from like a chikopea is, uh, sounds like an inui nefesh, but you know, it's inui nefesh from Birnbaum. He's a, pa- he's a pampered kind of guy. But it certainly seems to read most easily right into the Mishnah. I mean, that's how I, I would have read it like Rava. In many ways, a Rava guy, but I, I, would, have, I would have read it like Rava that that's what the Mishnah means, that he can, the Baal can't be made for the nether. That's how it sounds, right? The Baal can't be made for the nether because she can nana from like a chick Um So then it becomes a kind of a question of whether that's considered inu nefesh. If it is considered inu nefesh, then the Baal would be able to be made for it. The, what the mission is teaching you, according to Rebbe, is that 
the ability to be nana from perhaps is not in your nefesh. It's just, you know, it's something that is available to her. Uh, the Ron points out, this would only be true if it really was readily available to her. In other words, as the Ron says, the Mosag Shamim, I wouldn't recommend this. He probably could be made for the nether. In other words, right, if you're talking about seasonal, right, because obviously in an agricultural society, this is very seasonal. If you're talking about during a time that, um, that Alekachikapea are not available, then obviously Rava would have to concede and the Mishnah would have to paskin, according to Rava, that the Baal could be made for that nether. Because that certainly would be in Nefesh. At that point, she would have no source of, right, pronounce whatsoever. Okay, so that's the answer of Rava. Now, Rav Nachman and Rava are going to get into it a little bit over here. Rav Nachman Amar, he agrees with Ula that certainly she's declaring her unique love for her husband where he's going to be the only one supporting him when he says she's not going to be supported by anyone. She doesn't include him. She means that she is solely going to be supported by her husband. How do you fit it into the Mishnah? A totally different din. Right, that when she's divorced, right, in other words, when she's married, it's not Inri Nefesh, because right now the Baal is Lava Chalbrios, and therefore he can't be made for that nether. But if she's divorced, it still applies, and she has to collect Leka Chikhapea. That is a whole different kind of Chiddush. And here's where we have to explain the difference between Inri Nefesh and Beinola Beina, because after all, when the husband, right, uh, makes a thing about, bain, when a woman makes, let's say, a nether, meaning, I'm never going to have a na from you directly, she says to her husband. So he can be made for that nether, but that nether is going to take effect. This is a massive chiddush. This is where, this, this goes against the Reb Chaim or the Birnbaum explanation. It doesn't really go against it, but it goes against our understanding previously, because we said that when you're Mayfair and Nether, you can never bring that Nether back. That Nether is dead, right? So as opposed to Akama, right? The Rabari Leibowitz, the great Dafyomi master, pointed out that Rabbi Akiva Eger understood it this way, that Hafara and Akama Sandarim are two sides of a coin. Rabbi Chaim, and I'm doing a very, very sort of like glossing over job of explaining this, Rabbi Chaim said no. He said when you're making a Nether, you're affirming a Nether, that Nether is still alive and you could always undo the hakama and then be made for the nether. You can't just be made for it once it's making, but you have to undo the hakama first, but at least you can undo it. As opposed to once you're made for a nether, that nether is dead. There's nothing to revive. Well, here's the unique case where apparently a nether can be made for and be revived. What's the case? The woman makes a nether that's beinola beina and the husband is made for the nether. Guess what? That nether is only dormant. It's not really dead because it's upon death or divorce, when the husband's no longer alive, that thing that is between them is no longer relevant because he's not around, he's not in the picture anymore. And her original nether has a tachiyasamesim, right? The original nether comes back to life. Um, not, not unlike uh, Voldemort in Harry Potter 4 by the uh, Goblet of Fire. So anyways, um, so, so that is, right, Lahavdil, obviously. But the point is that it's resurrected. That's very unusual. So, just just zeroing in on Rav Nachman here. What's going on here? She is married to him. And he's saying, she's saying that she's going to be supported by him. That's okay. It's not Inu Nefesh because he's going to support her. So therefore, he can't be made for it. So then what happens? Then she gets divorced. Now, she 
can't be supported by him anymore, obviously. He has no obligation. She's divorced from him. But, she, but during their marriage, she made a nether that he could not be Mayfair because he was supporting her. She made a nether she wasn't going to have anybody else support her either. So that's an unbelievable thing. This is what Rav Nachman seems to be saying. That he's willing to say that this woman made the nether. The nether stood, right? Because the fact that the Baal can't be made for the nether means that now the, the nether is valid. And she was married, so she was being supported by him, so it was okay, because she didn't, she was just saying that she's not going to be supported by anyone else. Well, lo and behold, she was a little bit too clingy, Zalmi, and so he divorced her, and then, now she had this nether that's valid. It was not a nether beinola beina, because it didn't have to do with them, it was an inoi nefesh, it had to do with everyone else, right? And so it had it been a nether beinola beina, then maybe it would be different, but here, that this was another that was Eno Nefesh that stood the test of time, is totally valid, and, and now she's out there and she's already made a nether that her Baal did not revoke, that she's not going to be supported by anyone else. How is she supposed to live now? The answer is, that's how she's going to live, and that's what the mission is telling you, according to Nachman. This idea that, that this is how it's going to play out if she makes such a nether during their marriage. So now, Rav and Rav Nachman are going to be at loggerheads here, because Rav Nachman thinks that it's going to be okay for her to live, be supported by Zedekah and that the Baal certainly was not included in the, in the Brios. And Rava held that, that, no, he held what I think is the most pushed way of reading the Mishnah uh, at first glance. You know, what I think doesn't matter, but the point is, he says that the reason that she says that she wasn't going to be supported by anyone, and the only reason it's not eating Nefesh is because of Zedekah so now Rava's going to challenge Rav Nachman. They're the really ones at odds here, even though it happens to be that Ula and Rav Nachman both held that Baal allowed Bechlal Briosu. So let's see. Esau Rav Lo Rav Nachman, Ubaal allowed Bechlal Briosu? Are you going to say that Baal is, this is the top of page Dalad and Are you going to say that the husband is not included in Bechlal Briosu? V'hatanan, we learned in the Mishnah, this is a Mishnah uh, that we're going to learn in the penultimate daf of Nadarim. That means the second to last, Zalmi. It's going to be very close to the end. I was actually, I'm, I'm not going to be there for that last stuff. Whatever. This is going to be a CM in Florida. Don't ask. But the point is that um, I was hoping to not discuss this uh, one. But here we are. Bat none. As Iran says, we learn in the Mishnah over here. Natulan Imane Yehudim. A woman says, I am re- done with Jews. I've heard this said before. Um, which she really means according to the Ran, it's the sixth line down in the wide, I'm never going to be with another Jewish man other than this. You, so what does the mission say in that scenario? I'll give it away first. Rava wants to point out that certainly, uh, certainly this has to do with her husband. Why? Because look at what the Mishnah suggests to do. Yafer Chalko. The husband should be made for his chalik. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. What's his chalik? Well, the fact that he's made for his chalik means that she included him. I mean, she's married to this Jewish man, and she says, I've had it with Jewish men. Never again will I be with a Jewish man. Says Rava, that clearly is referring to, she's including him. The Baal is Bichlal Brios in that case. Clearly. Why? Because he's made for his chalik. Now, if she meant, I will have no other Jewish man other than this current Jewish man that I'm married to, he wouldn't even be able to be made for that. Because that, that's 
that's what the halacha is already. They're married. She is mekudeshes uh, to him. So she already has the halacha, as the Mepharshim explained, that she's mutter to him and also to everyone else. There'd be nothing to be mefer. Mefer means that she assert something to herself. So here, I mean, how he keep, Okay, so what does the husband here have to do? Yeah, and the fact that he has to be made for his own chalik is, of course, a, another data point to show that, that, that he was usher, that he was considered usher in this original nether. So he's made for his chalik. Now this is a chiddush, he can actually split up the nether. Why can he split up the nether? So that's a, another halacha that we learn, that we established on, uh, on, on uh, Ein Tess, um, which is, even though normally as Rabbi Yochanan said recently, that when it comes to he can take the component that's between them and be made for that, that component. So here, his he's made for the, the, the component that affects him. You better believe that impacts him, right? Because she was from him um, and they're married. So he's being made for that. This is why the Ron says this has to do with Tashmish, and therefore now they can live together as husband and his wife. But the component of her nether that applies to all the other Jews certainly would apply. Now, there is a question of would it, can, would it remain in effect even if she gets divorced? So that's presumably what the Mishnah is teaching us, that even if she got divorced, she's not going to be able to now marry another man later. Now that's in itself... Uh, an interesting thing, because the part that was beinola beinol that goes away after they get divorced, right? But this other part was just an inu nefesh. What kind of inu nefesh was it is unclear. But without getting too deep into that, um, mind you, the Ron does get quite deep into that. But 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 um, but without getting too deep into that. Um, we, we, we're learning a lot here because there's a lot of dynamics here, right? There's a nether that's a component that's beinola beina, that he is being mefer, and then there's a nether that's inu nefesh, that, that, that he, or maybe it's not inu nefesh, maybe that's the point, that, that being with other people, at this point, is not going to be an inu nefesh for her. Now, the problem is that after they get divorced, it certainly is going to be an inu nefesh for her. So, because of the fact, and this is, I think, fascinating, you could disagree, but because of the fact that so long as she's married to her husband, it's not an inu nefesh to her, the Baal, at that point, can't be made for that nether. Now that she is divorced, that is, certainly is an inu nefesh to her. How is she supposed to marry another Jewish guy if she can't have any hana from those Jewish men? So that is, in fact, very much an inu nefesh, but... At the time that she made the nether, she was married. So it wasn't an nefesh, so it couldn't be made for it. So what's going to be with this woman? So I'll tell you what's going to be with this woman. There's no doubt in my mind she's going to go to Rabbi Rose's office. Right? She's going to go to the rabbi and do hataras nadar. Right? In terms of halacha lamaisa, that's for sure what she's going to do. But because that she's going to have to do after the fact. But in the abstract, with respect to hafaras nadarim, right, she doesn't have, the husband doesn't have the authority to do that hafaras nadarim, and she's going to go out of the divorce with this husband with this nether hanging over her head like a matzah ball and she's going to have to do hatara for that nether. Be that as it may, is made for his chalak, right, she can't be with any other Jewish men, and all of this is to show, as Rava explains, that certainly when she makes the nether, she's including the Baal in that nether, 
right? And, and therefore, if, but if it were true that all the nadarim that she was making did not include, when she says everyone, everyone, she doesn't include her husband, neither Inu Nefeshen, this nether would be an example of Inu Nefesh, certainly he would be able to be made for the whole thing. So that is, as we've explained, right? And so it would affect the relationship and he would be able to be made for it, for, if it affected him and everyone else would be in the Inu Nefesh, he could do the hafara. And it would have been fine. But because the Mishnah says that you cannot do the hafara, that is why, uh, before, because it says he can only be made for his own chalik, that seems to certainly imply that the Baal is Bechlal Brios. Okay, so that's Rava's uh, attack on Rav Nachman. So now Rav Nachman's going to respond, Eimalach, okay, I'll tell you that it's different, that the case, the Mishnah, is actually different. In uh, at the end of our Masechta. why is that a different case? Says the Gemara, shiny hacha, shiny hacha, the mukha milsa the al heitera kaasra nafsha, because it's obvious, right, that she meant to prohibit herself from something that was permitted. In other words, in this context, it's obvious that he was bechal brios, even though he's usually not. In other words, you can't have an argument about whether the husband is bechal brios or not. In this context, because in this context, certainly he was Bichlal Brios, um, because that was the whole point of her neder. So this is a chiddush, so to speak, to say, to understand that any time, right, that you have a neder, um, it's always going to be dependent on what your kavana was. So in this context, the kavana was obvious that he was Bichlal Brios, and therefore... Um, that is that is where uh, that is, I think where we're going to stop in the two dots, uh, right? Yeah, in the two dots on Pedalid and Aleph, uh, better explanation of Pei Gimel Pedalid, and then we'll resume on the two dots of Pedalid and move on Bezat Hashem tomorrow to Pei Hey.